uh, contempt and wrath are emotionary states. They are not the works of the flesh. They're not works of the flesh. Jesus said, be angry and sin not. So uh, we know that Jesus even was angry when he when they were selling in the temple. So anger is a natural emotion, but we need to deal with that accordingly. Amen. Jesus said, sin not. If you get angry, if you see something that, that bothers you, things bother you all the time. You see things going on today, and uh, it's true. They say no justice, no peace. So this is too much. Sometimes it gets too much, um, too inundated by too much of what's going on, and they want to create these new normals. When I say they, I mean the world system so that they can slip in and make money off of man's demise or degradation. So we want to look at Moses today in the book of Numbers. And that comes out of Numbers chapter 16, verse 3. Now, if, uh, could you read that, my beautiful wife, Carol? Could you please read that scripture, First Lady? Numbers 16, 3. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore, then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. Amen. So, this was an instance where you had the sons of Levi and the sons of, of Reuben conspired and got together along with 250 princes, inspired a rebellion against Moses and Aaron. Now they got in confederation and said, you're doing too much. You're doing too much and how did God call you to do this? You, why are you over all of us? I mean, you can look out and see a sea of people, Israelites, glistening in the sun. I mean, you can tell an Israelite from another, a different person, um, a Hittite or uh, Egyptian or some other person, because they glistened in the sun. Amen? They were to anoint themselves. They were glistening people. So... They, they came and uh, conspired against Moses and Aaron. Amen? All right. So this is something that Moses, let's see what Moses did. Amen? We're going to see how Moses did, what Moses, um, how Moses reacted. Said that Moses prayed. He fell on his face. Amen. So Moses fell on his face after they conspired against him. It doesn't say that he prayed, but we can imply that he prayed because you fall on your face. Who can you run to? Who can we run to when someone says that the work that God gave us is too much? Amen. So whatever work God gave you to do, it is for you. Yes. Others may look at what God gave you and then try to pass judgment or pass judgment. For example, um, you may be in college taking 20 college credits 
when the average student may take only 12 or 16. And on top of that, you may have a part-time job. And on top of that, you may do a little ministry. And on top of that, you may um, um, assist some of the younger um, students. And someone may look at you and say, you are doing too much. That's too much. Now, to you, it feels normal. It's like with Moses. Moses, what Moses was doing felt normal to him. He had prepared for this. But sometimes when people look at what you're doing, they just get tired. Hmm. They look, hey, I had a lady say that to me once, one of the ladies in the church. Oh, just looking at you exhausts me. No, God gives me work to do and I do it. Amen. So God gave Moses work to do and he was doing it. But you know what they do? They complain. Amen. All right. So sometimes, you know, they didn't look at um, the, the, the track that Moses had, had taken, his organizational skills. You know, your organizational skills need to be at an optimal level and your propensity to cave in less than average. Now, what may cause the normal person to cave in, a leader at, or a person of a, a, a Moses, or someone, who, someone who's able to take those 20 college credits, they, they are able to withstand more pressure. Mm -hmm. Amen. Pressure busts pipes, but sometimes some people are built to withstand more pressure. Yeah. Well, how could you explain one man, these titans of industry, uh, Michael Milken and, and the uh, Jack Welch and uh, uh, these people, um, Jeff, Jeff Bezos and um, Elon Musk, how could you explain it's eight hours in a day, but yet they make millions in one day? And then you got somebody else over here who's making maybe 80 or $120 a day. Huh. Amen. So they got the same eight hours, but why do these head of companies, these CEOs, get jobs and they're worth millions per year? Amen. It must be something about some organiz organizational skills. Amen. So we have a tendency to judge people based on our, what we can withstand. But no, sometimes God gives a person the ability to withstand pressure or to have optimal organizational skills so that that person can withstand more. There, thus, he's able to stand more. Amen? So, these people arose against Moses. Now, what God prepared Moses to do, it was for him. Yes. Moses was faithful. That's his epithet. Now Moses, he had he knew the language. He knew fluent Egyptian. Not only that, he knew how to interact with the house of Pharaoh. All right. Why? Because he that's where he grew up at. Mm -hmm. So they didn't take into to, to consideration he knew where all the pitfalls were in the desert. He knew the routes and he knew how to to, to do the things that make survival easy. In the desert, so they were judging Moses based on what was go what the, the the large amount of people that he was leading, and they was what they had contempt, and they were angry. Well, so they decided to speak against Moses and said, "What you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. You're doing too much." 
Uh, read number 16.3 again, please. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. So they said that, okay, we are holy. We all got a church. We all, we all go to church. God, I, I can stay at home and go to church. Amen. All these things are excuses. But when God called Moses, what will be your response when others talk about you? What will be your response to others who, who look at your efforts and look at your dreams and try to say you're doing too much? What was Moses' response? Read uh, Numbers 16.4. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. He fell upon his face. Nice short scripture. Mo uh, Numbers 16.4. When Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. Yes. It seems like many times the person that can hurt you the most is the person that's closest to you. Yes. He went out of his way. He risked his life. He, he laid down his life for these people. Now they're saying, we don't need you. Amen. And he got them to where they were then. He got them out of captivity. Amen. God led him to lead the people through the Red Sea onto the promised land. Uh -huh. And now they're saying that Moses, we holy too. We don't need you. Amen. So let's see what happens. Sometimes your opposition comes from the most unlikely places. Let's see what happened. Read verse 5. And he spake unto Korah and unto all his company, saying, Even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near unto him. Even him whom he has chosen will he cause to come near unto him. Amen. So Moses said, okay, God will show you. The Lord will show you who are his and who is holy. Now they're saying we're holy too. Hmm. But God, but Moses, the man of God is saying, God, the Lord will show you who are his. Amen. He's going to show you. Now God gives you a game plan. All right. Amen. So that's the original thing. God gave you your organizational skills. God got you to where you were today, where you are today. He guided you through all the dangers seen and unseen. He guided you through all the pitfalls and precipices and, and volcanoes. He steered you away from scorpions and, and, and bats and roaches and all these different things. People trying to kill you. He steered you out of these things. Hmm. So God is not a lack at lack from showing you how to get out. You know, I found out years ago that God is a way maker. Yes. Who is God to you? Now I know He can make a way. Now when someone comes against the God, the, the God, your God, when someone gets comes against the plan of God in your life, what do you do? Hmm. I tell you, you remain faithful. All right. For all your experiences, your faithfulness and being faithful to the call of God, 
God has kept you. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. Look what God said to Moses. Read verse 21. Separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. God gave Moses a strategy. He said, get away from them. Move yourself afar from them. Mm -hmm. You know what? Sometimes when the people start coming against what God said for you to do, you have to separate yourself from them. Yeah. I mean, even not physically, but sometimes you just need to come from out among them. Because when judgment falls upon them, you don't want to be around. Hmm. Amen? Amen. When someone tells you, young man, to get into come, come go for a ride. Let's let's go for a joy ride, or young lady, let's go for a ride. You know, you gotta not get in the car. Because if you get in that car, some danger is gonna happen. You may get uh, shot, or you may get ran down by the police, or you might go off a cliff. Amen. So God is telling you to separate from those who are going toward his wrath. Those who are not turning away from the things that are uh, um, that God hates. Now this comes, that we're talking specifically about those that come against the man of God. If you got a congregation of people that's talking against your pastor, talking against your leader, talking against Moses, God is going to tell you separate yourself from them. Yes. Because they're getting ready to get judged. Mm -hmm. And if something befall them, it's going to befall you. Yes. I remember one time when I was in the streets, running the streets, hanging out, I hung out with a group of guys and we just had drinks and getting high and doing all the things that sinners do on a regular basis. And one of my buddies, he was talking a lot of trash to an individual. And this individual had a gun in his hand. Hmm. And I looked at my buddy who was in close proximity to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, sir, please be quiet. That man has a gun. Now, I loved it. I, I, this man, I said, man, you know, I love my brothers. I don't want to see you hurt. But I had to separate myself from him because he would not be quiet. Hmm. Amen. So this is something that's common sense. Hmm. Amen? Because if the judgment comes to him from what he's saying out of his mouth, the man might have a buckshot. Now, a buckshot, when they shoot out, they shoot a whole bunch of shots out. Amen? Right. So I made sure I got out of distance for a possible buckshot to hit me. Amen? Hmm. So we need to separate ourselves from those who are coming against the man of God. You're doing too much. All right. Now, it says here... Um, There was two people coming against Moses in conspiracy that led the re rebellion. Not two people, but two groups. The sons of Levi and the sons of Reuben. All right. Now, these two sets had two different punishments. Amen. The sons of Levi and the sons of Moses. Hmm. Sons of Levi and the sons of Reuben, rather. He says, separate yourselves from the sons of Levi. Amen. These are your brothers. Y'all came from the same family. 
y'all had, these are your cousins because you had the same great, 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 great grandfather. And yet there's division in the house. And they're saying, we just like you. Why you got to be over everybody? They were mad. They were sons of Levi too. But Moses and, and Aaron were chosen yes. to be the leaders. So what happened to those sons of Levi? Um, they were what? They were consumed with fire after they separated themselves from Moses. Moses separates Moses and Aaron separate themselves from these cousins, these other sons of Levi, and they were consumed with fire. You have that scripture down there? Yes. The one I just read. No, the one that says they're consumed, they were consumed with fire. Okay, the one I just read says sixteen twenty one, when he told them, Separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Amen. They consumed them in a moment. And if you read later um down in that chapter, it says that they were consumed with fire. At, uh, after they separated themselves. Now he said this happened the next day. The next day. When they said. When Moses prayed. After he prayed. In verse 5 he said. The Lord will show you who are his. And who are holy. And then God whispered in Moses' ear. See God will tell you what to do. Again. He will give you your strategy. He's the one that led you so far. This far. You got that scripture? Okay. Number 1635 says, And there came out a fire from the Lord and consumed the 250 men that offered incense. These were the Levites. Because the Levites were the ones who offered the sacrifices. Amen? Mm -hmm. So they got a different judgment than the sons of Reuben. The, 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 ones, the ones who were in the church I'm putting it in today's uh, vernacular. The ones who were in the church, who spoke against the leadership of the church, was consumed with fire. Mm -hmm. When they tried to put up their their when they were tried to put up their their um, sacrifice and said, "Our sacrifice is just as good as the leadership of the church." Matter of fact, why did he God? Why did God choose? You're questioning God. Don't question God on who He chooses. All right. Amen. Because they weren't there when Moses was was stood at the Red Sea, had uh, some Egyptians chasing him with knives and swords and all these things. And you got people looking at you, little babies, and, and you got a Red Sea in front of you, and you just got a stick in your hand. Hmm. And you talk about pressure. Moses did not fail. He did not fold under pressure. No, I didn't. And he extended that rod, and they, and God made a way through for the people. Yes. He created a highway out of a out of a sea. All right. Because they couldn't go back, they couldn't go around, they couldn't fly over, they couldn't go under. They just had to go through. Yes. So sometimes God is saying, "Go through," but you need to have faith that God can do it, even when you're under pressure. Hmm. You might have other people looking at you, other people saying, oh, looking at you saying, what is he going to do now? That's too much. Da, 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 da. What? No. Be faithful and do what God says do. Yes. Amen. What if he said, what if he didn't bring his rod? God said, take the rod. He didn't say, oh, what am I going to take this for? 
Now, what if he'd have said that in question in his mind and left his rod behind saying, I, what do I need a rod for? Hmm. And, that, and when the Egyptians uh, were chasing him, God said, extend the rod. And the seas open. Yes. God gives you a game plan. All right. When other people is saying you're doing too much, God gives you a game plan. Yes. Amen? Yes. Now, the sons of Reuben. The sons of Reuben, uh, you got in the scripture where it says what happened to them. They, they got a different punishment. Now, these sons of Reuben were the uh, sons of Kohath. Okay, these sons of Reuben, they were consumed also. But they weren't consumed by fire. Amen? They were consumed in another way. Their judgment was different. If you find that scripture where they're, they're, the, what happened to the sons of Kohath, you can go ahead and read that one where you find that because the son of, sons of Reuben I believe Reuben was uh, the firstborn am I right about it? yes so Reuben was a for, firstborn so we know the firstborn had a little um, weight had a little say so so they thought that they should be leading the people but they weren't there in leadership at the Red Sea, but they want to lead after you re reach a certain plateau. Hmm. That's what people do. They they stay in the background until the till whatever you're getting to a certain level, and then when you get to a certain level, they come out and want to be a director of this, a leader of that, a president of this. But when you were going through the hard times and the hardships, they were nowhere to be found. So Reuben rises up after we see all the people and after they uh, become princes and have everything um, look going forward, now they want to lead. Mm. Now they want to rebel against Moses. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what happened? I think it's a long verse. What happened to these sons of uh, Kohath, Reuben? Uh, let me read 16, 40, 6. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer, and put fire therein from off the altar, and put on incense, and go quickly unto the congregation, and make an atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord, the plague is begun. Okay, the key, the key word in that scripture, what verse scripture was that? 1646. Okay, read the one where the earth opened up. In 1646, um, that is uh, the main word I want to concentrate on there is the wrath of God. Amen. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me here on earth right now, then when you transition, I'm going to be ashamed of you. Many people don't believe that. Many people believe that they can love the world and hate God and still make it in. And look good on the outside. No, you got to love God. Amen. You got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead and don't relent and don't turn back. The scripture says that when a man takes out his, 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 his plowshare and begins to work, he needs to keep going. Amen. Don't turn, don't turn back. You don't want to hear God say, I have no pleasure in you. Amen. And your soul depart. Amen? So the sons of Reuben, 
What happened to them? Okay. Let me go up to right. verse 42. I don't know what you're looking for. Okay, so, all right. So, and it came to pass when the congregation was gathered against Moses and against Aaron that they looked toward the tabernacle napple or the congregation and behold the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared alright that goes on back through 46 okay so it says the earth opened up that's what I want the earth opened up and swallowed the sons of Kohath and I want that scripture in particular thanks for reading that one Because God chose fire for the the priestly for the priestly tribes and for the for the the the, the, the sons of the first son firstborn he chose another <clears throat> he, he chose to open up the earth. Okay, verse 30. But if the Lord make a new thing and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them and they go down quick into the pit, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And it came to pass as he had made an end of speaking all these words that the ground clave asunder that was under them. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. They were talking too much. It says, as Moses was speaking, he just said, the words of the prophet shall not fail. As Moses was speaking about the judgment that could possibly happen, when he, before he stopped talking, the earth opened up. He said, what if the earth opened up? And then it opened up, and what it did? It swallowed all of them. And then guess what? It closed back up. Yeah, verse 33. They and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit. And the earth closed upon them, and they perished from among the congregation. They perished from among the congregation. Moses said, I, God will show you. God showed them who is holy. Verse 5 says, the Lord will show you who are his and who is holy. Keep living. God will show you who is his and who is holy. God is not a man that he shall lie. Amen? Amen. So it's two things you can depend on. God is faithful. And God does not lie. Now if you can hold those two things, that, that those two things alone should keep you in the kingdom of God. Moses prayed and said, the Lord will show you who are his and who is holy. Now their main thing was saying, Moses, you're doing too much. Moses, God gave him what to do. 
Many times when God gives you something, if it looks like too much, that's the evidence that God gave it to you. If it looks like you can do it, then it's probably an ideal. Amen? All right. From you. But God gives you an ideal for a season to carry out his plan. In closing, I just want to leave this with you. When God inspires you, he gives you two different levels. He gives you the ideal level, which is the first level. This ideal level is for a season. This ideal level, level has an expiration date. Now, the second level is God gives you a passion. Now, this passion is forever, is eternal. It doesn't have an expiration date. So many times when God gives you something, it's either an ideal from God for that season or a passion from God which you can't shake like he gave Jeremiah. When Jeremiah said it's like fire in my bones, amen? When he said, I'm not going to preach no more. I'm going to sit out. I'm going to go in the back. You ever said that? I'm just going to go to the church and sit in the back by the door so I can get, get in and get out. And before the service is over, you laying out on the altar shouting. Huh. That's how God works. You can't tell God what to do with those he put a passion in because it's not up to you. Because you love the Lord, you're going to shout when you hear, ah! You're going to hit, you're going to shout. You're going to praise him. Because it's in you to do that. Amen? Right. But for this ideal thing, God gives you an ideal, it's for a season. The scripture says that when the when the Pharaoh died in, in Egypt, a Pharaoh, another Pharaoh arose who did not know Joseph. That's a season. Sometimes there are seasons God gives you an ideal for a season, and if you don't move at that particular time, in that season, then that ideal gets stale, just like manna. Oh, we're not doing that no more. We're not doing this no more. You know, many things in the church were ideals. They were good for that season, but they're not good anymore. But some things are passions, which are unshakable, which are the foundations, which are the, the tenets of faith. What they call it, the faith of... The preamble, not the preamble. Affirmation. The affirmation of faith. We believe that the, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost. We believe that God gave us, uh, got the indwelling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Amen. We believe that God has a power to heal. We have. We believe that God has power to set free. Those some things are passions. Those things are not changeable. No matter what season, no matter what year, no matter what country you're in, wherever you go. So we need to separate what God is doing. Is, did God give you a passion? Did God give you an ideal? We, if God gave you that ideal, you need to get to moving. You need to keep, get to go, get to going what God told you what to do. Amen. So we just thank God for this message on the day. We thank God for you all who uh, listen to this message. Numbers 3, number 16 and 3, you're doing too much. And what happened to those people who said you're doing too much? Null and void. Their whole life, not only them, but their families. And their cattle, whatever, goats, sheep, livestock, sucked in by the earth for the Reubenites. 
consumed by fire for the Levites. Amen. So we just thank God for his word. We thank God for uh, too much too. Too much too. Amen. In the words of Maddie Moss Clark, take God with you. Amen. <laughs>